So what's in a name anyway? Like, I was wondering, what does it take to have a name? You know, nowadays, ultrasounds are so amazing. Like, even they have 3D. You ever seen any of those 3D ones? Hmm? Yes, yeah, so you see it, not like when I had my baby, so you had your babies, right? And, and because the ultrasounds have gotten so, I'm going to use the word advanced, then the, the, the doctors and nurses are able to tell what the genitalia indicates, right? Whether it's a boy or a girl. And oftentimes now, parents can then name their baby before it's born. Isn't that interesting? But what is the significance in a name? <laughs> some, some people, <laughs> uh, parents, name their, their boys junior. Yeah? Like, like my brother is Leonard Jr., that's just his name, his title. That's it. But what about when girls are, are named after their mother or their father? Now, my, my aunt, my mother's sister that's next to her, that means, well, they're, they're about um, 11 months apart or something. And my, my grandparents named their second daughter after my grandmother, and her name is an Ann Nestor. Yeah, the whole name, Ann Nestor. That's kind of interesting. But she was not named Junior. That's kind of, they don't do that. Name a girl Ann Nestor Junior. Or if they're named after their father, and, and let's say their name is, the father's name is Robert, then they may name her Roberta. But there are times when they do actually get that name. And, and a couple of examples we have is Elizabeth II, like Queen Elizabeth II. Mm -hmm. And um, Anne Eleanor Roosevelt Jr. I know, right? Who, who would have a name like that? But she didn't, get a, she didn't have a choice. They kind of gave that to her. And oftentimes when, when um, children are named after their, at least the girls, eh, sometimes the boys too, and they're named after someone, they may get a new name. And we often call them nicknames, right? Like my nickname is like Edie's name is my nickname. And we, yeah, that's, that's how you can distinguish us, right? You call me Edith, you call her Edie. But when, when either one of us hears someone call us the, other, we, we may answer to both. I'm just letting you know ahead of time because we both have the same names. Edie. I know, right? And we even spell them the same. That's crazy as hell. <laughs> but my Aunt Ann Esther, her name they gave her is Bonnie. Now, Bonnie and Nestor does not sound alike, does it? How did Bonnie? I don't even, I wish I could find out. And I can't, of course, because my grandma's and grandfather had been gone a while. But I've never called my aunt Ann Esther, Ann Esther. I call her Aunt Bonnie. Yeah? <laughs> That's just the way it is. 
And my mother, Arla, is not Arla. Her nickname is Mickey. Where'd that come from? But the rest of the kids didn't get nicknames. I think it was because they were young then, and maybe they just needed to have some different ways to pronounce their children, and then the other three that followed never got a nickname. <laughs> but it's also interesting about Queen Elizabeth, because when she was a child, her other name was Lilibet. And that's what they called her when she was a child. And so it, names are very, very important. And, and there's also spiritual significances to names. So if we take it to biblical times, we can look at our disciple for this month, which is Peter. And here's what happened. In the book of John, two guys heard that John the Baptist was speaking about this really cool dude. And they said this dude was the anointed one or the Messiah. And they thought, okay. So I think I should introduce this anointed one to my brother. So one of the two was Andrew, and he was Simon's brother. So, so Andrew takes Simon up to this anointed one that we know of as Jesus. He said, here's my brother. And Jesus says to him, no, your name is no longer Simon. Your name is Peter. Now, where did he get Peter from? What, what, how do you go to Simon and, and jump over to Peter, right? Like, that's like Elizabeth and Lilibet. None of them go, they don't go together. But Jesus had a reason why he, why he renamed Peter, Peter. And that is because Peter, well, if we, if we look at the Aramaic translation of Peter, it's Cephas. And it, when you translate it into Greek or Latin or whatever, it, 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 it means um, Petra, which means a rock or a stone. And then in English, it's translated to add an ending on it, a masculine ending, and that's why we get Peter. So he's Peter, a.k.a. Cephas. And it just happens to be that Peter is our, our um, what we start January off every month. Thank you, Charles Fillmore. Because Peter represents the rock the foundation, and this is the foundation of our new year, our new beginning, our new you. And so when we look at Peter, we also look at a few more things, right? That he represents faith. Because if you have a foundation that you're starting, so let's say you're, you're building a house, and, and every house has to have a foundation, right? Otherwise, it just all falls down. That's why we can't have, like, card houses, cards, you know, to stack. You ever did that? Had a stack of cards, and you made a house out of it, and then it fell down? Because it didn't have a foundation. So when we build a house, a for real, real house that we might live in, don't build it out of cards. And so you have a foundation. So, 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 so Jesus said that Peter is the rock, right? And a foundation has some rocks in it. You know, of course, if you have concrete, that's about, even though it's ground up, there are rocks in it, I can guarantee you. 
And so he becomes this foundation. And so every year we get to see and we get to affirm that Peter, yes, that's the disciple that Jesus said, you will build the rock. You are the rock. You, you are the foundation of the church. Whatever church is. Whatever we want to call it. But it's the foundation of our own core beingness, really. And the location that is associated with faith, Peter, is right in the center of the brain. If we took a wire and we went this way and that way, and by the time we get to the center, that's where faith is. We, even though we can't see it, we can't touch it. It's there. And the corresponding color that goes with faith is what? Blue. You got to know it. So some of us, you know, are wearing blue in different places, including our hair, just because we can. Thank you, hairdresser. But anyway, um, <laughs> but this brings us to our ceremony for today, which is our white stone ceremony. And Charles Fillmore, a co-founder of Unity, wrote this in, in a book called Christian Healing about faith. And he said that faith is exercised deep in spiritual consciousness that it finds its right place and that it is without variation or disappointment and the results are seemingly miraculous. So those of you who were here um, on New Year's Eve when we had our burning bowl, we kind of had a little miraculous happening, didn't we? When there was no sound. And the AV team was touching stuff and going in the secret closet in the back. I still haven't been there yet. And I just got this inkling, this knowing to pray. And our collective consciousness, the vibration that we were vibrating that evening, while I was praying, at some point, the mic started working. And so this is what miraculous means. It's like something that we don't really know, know that's going to happen. And we just have faith and we believe and we trust. And then, voila, it happens. And, and you know, <laughs> that happens more than you know with our mics. But um, that was a really good one because we had audience participation. And so we move into this, 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 uh, thing called the, the white stone ceremony where you'll be guided, all of us will be guided to listen for a new name or a quality or something that that indwelling presence says to us. And so I want you to, does everyone have a, a stone, first of all? Is, does anyone need one? If you need a stone, raise your hand. Oh, good. Look at you. And then take a look at it. Just take a look and, and turn it over and, and around and everything. And, and do you see that it's, it has some, I'm going to call it imperfections. Like it's not a perfect, it's got little dents and, and all kinds of stuff, right? And it kind of represents us. That we're just not, even though we may think we're perfect, we're not. We have these different ways that we are, that we be, that we show up in the world, and sometimes we make mistakes, and we have to know that mistakes are okay. 
Even me as senior minister, you know, people want to put us up on a throne, and I tell you, please don't put me there because I will fall off. And I don't want to fall down like I did when I got home uh, after the burning bowl. <laughs> uh, ask me about it later, but I did. I fell and hit my head hard. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I did get to the gym, though, one day this week. Um, but this represents that we're not perfect. We're just not, and it's okay, because it's still beautiful, yes? And until I pointed it out to you, you might not even notice that there were these little imperfections. And this little stone comes from a company in Kansas City called Jerusalem Stone. And the owner, Sam Notchum, was born in a small mountain village named Malcha in Jerusalem, Israel. I took this off their website. And when he was 18, he met his he, to be later, later he, he met his wife who he, she would be his wife later. And she met, he met her, her name's Dana, when she was going on a youth trip with her synagogue from Kansas City, Missouri. He didn't speak English and she barely spoke Hebrew. But they spent most of the trip together. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> they corresponded for years after she came back to the States. And after he got out of the army, he purchased a one-way ticket to visit her. Oh. And he never went back. Well, he did go back, but he didn't go back then. And he became a U.S. citizen, and then they got married. And when he went to, a, to Israel to visit his family in 1992, he, he started having some neck pain, and he ended up having surgery. And... So he's back in Kansas City, and he's laid up for a year recuperating. And he watched a lot of what? Television and news. And he noticed what was happening over in Jerusalem is that they were throwing a lot of stones at each other. And it, it, it really mm, saddened him, I'm guessing. So much so that he wanted to do something with those stones to make them more beautiful, to to take something that had been used negatively and make it into something positive, which is why we have these stones. And he and his wife mortgaged their house, and, and they, they took, uh, went to Israel, and he started meeting with various uh, companies, factories that were producing stones. And they were both Israeli and pa Palestinian-owned. Because of us, as I've said to you before, we, we see things and we're told things that, that, that may not necessarily be the whole picture of stuff. That, yes, there's a war going on, but inside of that war is real people who have lives that are intertwined, right? In Israel, there are people who are Palestinian that live there and a lot of other communities, spiritual communities and cultures that have been living with each other for centuries upon centuries. Right, Jane? Yeah, we were just, I was in our class yesterday. It was wonderful. If you, hey, you want to learn some Bible, you want to come to that class. And how some of it goes back like 8,000 years. That's a long time that they've been like having these disagreements. Let's just call them disagreements, not wars. And so he went to, to these two uh, companies that were run by 
Palestinians and Israelis, and he started getting stones from them, which is why we have the stone today, which is why we get to look at what can we see positive out of it that comes from that area, that region, instead of whatever else is showing up. So in this ceremony, this white stone ceremony, it is a ritual that's been happening for a long, 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 long time. And way back in Jesus' day, they used to give a stone to people who were released from captivity like jail. And um, so, so with us, we're going to use this to create something new because I'm guessing that many of us have something heavy on our hearts, right? It may be something heavy that's having to do with the wars that are happening in the Middle East or something that's happening in our country with hmm, some disagreements that some people might have. Oh, in the government, maybe, I don't know. Or maybe even disagreements we may have in our own families or with our own friends or inside of us. You know, that, you know, that disagreement that we have sometimes at the first of the year about how we're going to make um, a, a New Year's resolution to release weight. I know. None of you are thinking about that. No, no, no. And so we get to look at something and create something new with this. And in the book of Revelations, chapter 2 and 17, it says this. John talks about the people being given a new name. And he stated, let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will give a white stone. And on the white stone is written a new name that no one knows except the one who receives it. So with this Bible passage, there are two words to stand out, churches and manna. And churches, if we metaphysically interpret it, it is the peoples whose thoughts were turned towards God, towards the divine, towards spirit. And manna was something that goes way back to when Moses was in the wilderness, and it was a substance that miraculously supplied food to the Israelites in the wilderness. And so when we look at it for us, we can look at this white stone as something that is um, allowing us to be free, free from anything, any limitations, any thoughts of separation we may have from other people. And so when, when we go into this meditative space, you're holding this stone you're going to allow it to speak to you. And it may not even make sense. And that's good. Don't try to make sense of it. Just write down with your pencil whatever it is. So I invite you to take a moment to, mm, to become still. And to allow ourselves to to just really hmm, move into a space where we're heart listening. Mm -hmm. 
And knowing that this white stone is a symbol of a new beginning, the new beginning of 2024. And our new theme of 2024 is we sprinkle love more in 2024. And so as we are considering the sprinkle of it, we come into an awareness of all things new. And that this white stone is, mm, it represents a clean slate, a new beginning. A new beginning for us to step fully into intimacy. To step in intimacy into me, I see. Into me, I see. And as we go into a time of silence, we allow ourselves to listen, to listen to the vibration that is vibrating within us, that is giving us that name, that quality, that beingness, that something that is seeking to express as us. So as we go into the silence, we're claiming our new name. We are claiming our new name. In the silence, we move into deep listening and ask, what is mine? What is my new name to claim? In the silence, we go deeper together. What is a name? What is our name in the silence? Silence. And as we gently bring ourselves back to the space and time. May we know that this name has come to us. That it has come to us in a way that we get to live into. That we are invited to, mm, to be with. that any time you look or think about your white stone, remember that the vibration of your new name is moving as you.
we simply allow it to be us. And our affirmation for today can assist us with taking us into every day, every week, and even into the year, if you'd like. I'll say it once, and then I'll invite you to say it with me. I am ready to match the vibration of my new name every day. Together, I am ready to match the vibration of my new name every day. Again, I am ready to match the vibration of my new name every day. You got it? You got it? And there it is. And there it will be. Our name. And so it is. Amen. <laughs>